0: Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries. And she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Shook Burry. What happen if you say that you-
1: Hey, girlfriends. I know there's some guys listening, too. I'm so thankful that you found us in the world of radio and you're listening to our show. Thank you so much to Salem Network AM 980 The Mission. I'm just honored to be here. My name is Shug Burry and I'm the host of Him For Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I have with me Julie Lose. Thank you, Julie, for joining us on today's show. I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Shug. Yeah, and she, in part one, uh, described not only herself, her family life, um, but she also had the opportunity to introduce our guest. So I'm going to ask you guys to go to part one. Today's topic is called, Am I Ashamed? of my skin color and we have wonderful monique dusan on monique welcome to the show thank you it's good to be with you and thanks for coming back again oh my gosh we didn't scare away julie she's still (laughs) she's still with us i'm super pumped i'm here i love it i love it praise god um do me a favor friends go back to part one to listen to the show and listen to the bio that we have for her i want to get really to the meat of some of these topics today uh, am I ashamed of my skin color? You guys know that we are here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, taping out of the studio here. I am taking the show on the road, so we'll be interviewing more people out and about. but today we're talking about what's happening in our own backyard, and I want to be delicate about this conversation. So would you guys have grace and forgiveness if I say something really completely like irrelevant or or ignorant? I would really appreciate grace and forgiveness when it comes to that. I ask Julie that all the time to give me grace and forgiveness. And so I think it's important that we have it here as we listen to this show and as we talk about this tough topic as well. So um, let me get right to it if I can. Are you all warmed up, Monique? Are you ready to go? I am ready. Oh, good, good. Since we're out of Minneapolis where George Floyd died, I think it is safe to say that we are all appalled at what we witnessed There is now an environment of tension. There are those who are compassionate and are indeed concerned where racism occurs. And do not want to fall into the sin of partiality, which we talked a little bit about on the first show, by labeling entire groups based on their skin color and those that may not know God's word, but also feel concerned over the assumptions of groups based on skin color. So this is my question. And, you know, we're living in this tension daily here. There's a lot of stuff that the news is not reporting that's happening here. There's still riots going on. There's still tension. Um, But what impact, Monique, do you think the George Floyd um, incident had on CRT or critical race theory?
2: Well, I think that it's important to say that um, critical race theory has its own set of tenets. And when we see issues of racism or racial injustice or what is deemed as racial injustice, it proponents of the framework can use those things and say, see, this is just another example. See, this is why we need to revise history. This is why we need to change power dynamics. It just offers more... Um, fuel to the fire in some Mm -hmm. instances to be able to say, see, I told you, I told you, this is why we need this. But as a Christian, I don't need a sociology book to tell me how to do justice. As a Christian, I can look into God's law and say, well, what are the principles of doing justice? Mm -hmm. I know that these are the principles to do justice or by which I do justice, by which God has set forth the standards for justice, and I participate with humans accordingly. I don't need a sociological framework to tell me how to do that.
1: Mm -hmm. You know, and and with that, in Minnesota, and I'm going to be completely honest with you, and please forgive me for my bluntness. I mean, I never felt this way before living here. But now I feel if someone is of color or someone who's African-American walks past me and they look at me, I feel like they hate me because I'm white and just because this is the way I was
2: born. What is your viewpoint on that? I think that some may, but I don't know the heart of every person. Mm -hmm. And this is where I think a lot of the movement of critical race theory has embedded fear and I don't know that as Christians, we've done a very good job of re not restructuring, but reemphasizing who we are in Christ and what our identity is. So we have things like, um, or words like microaggressions, which assumes the motive of someone's heart. Basically, what we don't want to fall into is also this um, assumption of someone's heart or a fear Uh, Of walking down the street, a fear that every person is looking at me a certain way. What we do want to do is offer grace Mm -hmm. and say, hey, you know what? I don't know what your background is. I'm going to, you know, treat you this way because I have these standards and you know, I hope and believe that it would be reciprocated. And if you teach me otherwise that it's not, well, then we can have other conversations about why it's not. But I'm not going to automatically assume that just because someone wears a different color skin than I do, that are automatically assuming certain things about me yeah very well said
0: okay and that kind of ties into a question i had about just the role of really affirming our identity in christ as being um, like what role does that play in protecting us against the confusion that can be uh, the result of what we're seeing from crt and even our emotional responses like Shug said
2: yeah, I think that it's it's twofold. So we as humans are created with what um here at the Center for Biblical Unity we would consider our creation identity or what God spoke over humans in the beginning. So, you know, created to to work, to be in community, um male or female, you know, all of these things and our identity in Christ, who we are as being um heirs and brothers and sisters. And, you know, uh, now a part of the household of faith, all of these things play into who we are and what our identity is. And we need to be grounded in that so that we know how to participate with one another. Mm -hmm. And I participate with you being sisters in Christ in a very unique and different way. I'm not gonna just go up necessarily and talk about scripture with the atheist Mm -hmm. or, you know, the person who might subscribe to Buddhism. But I will expect or um, participate with the atheist or the Buddhist from a position of free agency, because that's something that we see, you know, in in, in the beginning, in Genesis. I will participate with that person um, from the idea that they should work, that, that, you know, as long as they, you know, don't have disability or, you know, certain things that would truly prevent them from doing that. We see work as being a part of the created order. Mm-hmm. So how we participate with others is based on scripture first. Yes, yes. Now I can look at cultural or regional identities and, you know, things like that, but those come even after who we are as human persons and who we are as, um you know, being created in God's image and who we are then as children of God. It's important to thread through that not every person who is created in the image of God is a child of God. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And so, you know, having these conversations as we participate with one another and as we come into the church is especially important because if I know who I am as a human person and I know who I am as a child of God, I will have a better um, foundation as I have to stand against culture who is saying that I am nothing but, you know, a a participator in whiteness or someone who has traded in their black card or um, is now a traitor to their own ethnicity when i know in in scripture what god says about me i can stand against the the ideologies and frameworks of culture and allow their words to be their words because i know what truth is
1: amen yeah yeah. speak it sister it just is so powerful and you know Mm -hmm. as we're talking about our identity in christ and reconciliation i know there's some do's and don'ts Uh, do do this don't do that can you just share a couple of things with us to help bring unity in this area
2: Do do what Scripture says. That that would be it. it. Like, and I I mean, and I know that sounds oversimple. No, it doesn't. But here, I mean, if you look at Ephesians four and and what Paul puts forward to maintain unity, that's a lot of stuff. Mm Yeah, I'm like, you you want me to you know prefer this person over myself? That's a lot of work. You want me to, you know, help this person out? What if I want to go buy lunch? What if I want to buy lotion? <laughs> right. And then now I got to share with this person over here. I don't always want to share. Yeah. You know, the, we. I think we look at the work that culture puts forward and say, well, you know, I need. I really need to be doing that. I need to be doing the, these books. I need to be doing the work. I need to repent, lament. I need to do all, legislate. I should be out, you know, doing all these things. But we negate or neglect what scripture has told me to do. And, what I, and I put forward that sometimes what scripture tells us to do is a lot harder than what Ibram X. Kendi might be telling me to do. Sometimes I wish. If only it was that easy. If only it was as easy enough as, you know, making sure that I go out and lobby or legislate and read these books. It's not, it, it's, it's a, a dying to myself mm-hmm. daily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what the life of Christianity is about picking up my own cross. Amen. Amen. And standing with my brothers and sisters, that's a heck of a lot harder. I'm sorry. than to go out and be like, let me sign my name to this, mm-hmm. to this paper. If only I could just go and sign my name to this paper. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I'm answering all yes, of the questions. Yeah. But yes. Well, it's an
0: extension of what the consistent battle is of us, of who, who we're being affirmed by. Is it by God and Christ or the world? And, um, We see this battle even within our churches and um, just curious about the vulnerability that you might see even within the churches wanting to be affirmed by the culture and the world in order to be more attractive.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I think that people get lured in for many different reasons. You know, some of it is that we want to be seeker sensitive. We want to be, you know, culturally relevant. We want whatever. I can't identify why every church um, you know, when if a church accepts things like Jamar Tisby or um some of the other more culturally um relevant quote unquote um people who are who are parts of evangelicalism i I can't say why they do that what i believe Mm -hmm. though is that people who put forth ideas like reparations or um you know racial reconciliation where white people need to do all this work this partiality within the body they're missing some parts of scripture Mm -hmm. it's not exegeted um according to a historic christian worldview
1: And, you know, I want to make it clear, too, that we are not sweeping under the rug that prejudice doesn't happen. It does. Mm -hmm. It's out Mm -hmm. there. We need to work on it. We need, as Christians in the body of Christ, we need to rise up when we see injustices. There's a big difference between social injustice and biblical uh, justice. And I think that it's really important that we are concentrating on biblical justice and, um, and, and you know, pointing to Christ in all things. And and if they can't see that in us and we start to become part of the culture, they're not going to see the difference between Christians and non-Christians and things are going to be blurred. And I believe some of the churches, as Julie has mentioned, have blurred some of those lines. Wouldn't you agree, Julie?
0: Yeah, just and even in um, just not using the opportunity to pour into uh, the congregants that who they are in Christ mm-hmm. and not to be. Um, just blown by the waves and the winds of the world quite so easily. That's a
1: good way to phrase it. Mm -hmm. You know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, former Vice President Mike Pence um, had repeatedly uh, attacked CRT on critical race theory. And he had said, instead of teaching all of our children to be proud of our country, critical race theory teaches children as young as kindergarten to be ashamed of their skin color And as a a woman, Monique, who used to serve in children's ministry, how would you respond to the children who hear this? What would
2: you tell them? I think that it's important to give a full narrative. And so does anyone, should anyone be ashamed of their skin color? No, we've been intentionally created by God. Amen. So no, Mm -hmm. I I don't think any child or person, adult, whatever, should be ashamed of their skin color. No. No. And can we have a fuller narrative of history? Sure, in in scripture we see the Israelites as being a prize and we see them as being a prostitute. America has horrible issues with racism in her history and yet she's done amazingly great things. These can live at the same time. When we look at a fuller narrative, especially as Christians, when we look at, at a fuller narrative of American history, I think we have a, a a better idea or a better argument to say this is sin and this is why we need a savior. Mm-hmm. But when I only look at you know the idea that America is this great nation and she's done no wrong, and I'm not saying you know that everyone wants to promote that, but I think from from for some that's the the history that they see being promoted is like, you know, America's this great nation. She's never done any wrong. We don't need to talk about slavery. Well, that's not really realistic. We have issues with racism in our past. And I can say, honestly, because human hearts are wicked, we have issues with racism in our present. Yes. Okay. But how does Christianity differ from that? Some people would say, well, Christianity um, was one of the, the upholders of slavery. People use the Bible to continue slavery. Okay, look at sin. Look at how wicked hearts can continue to promote something even in the name of Jesus. This is why it's important for us to get into scripture and to understand a historic war- Christian worldview so that we are not um, upholding something that we think is good and right, but in reality, it's actually sin.
1: And, you know, I agree with you in the fact that we need to look at the Bible as a whole, not just taking bits and pieces of Scripture out. I mean, Hitler did that. He just pulled out a couple of Scriptures, and then it it substantiated what he was trying to do. So I think what's really important today is that we understand who Jesus is, what the Bible is trying to tell us, what does the whole of Scripture look like, especially when it comes to justice and biblical justice as well. And this is what brings me, again, back to your curriculum, which I really— really did enjoy. And thank you, Julie, for introducing me to it. Mm -hmm. I really appreciate it. Um, I really think that this is a conversation churches need to be having. And did you write this for the churches or who did you have in mind directly when you wrote this curriculum, Reconciled?
2: I had in mind, or we had in mind, Christians, Christian Mm -hmm. churches, um, because I think a lot of the cultural conversation is seeping into the church in such a fashion that we as Christians are now becoming divided. Mm-hmm. How do we live out our familial unity that we've received in Jesus? We need to get back to the conversation of one, we are reconciled. Mm-hmm. And two, now how do we walk out unity together? Mm-hmm. And you
1: know, I'm glad you mentioned Krista's name, a shout out to Krista Bontrager, who I just recently met. She's a delightful woman. So I really am thankful that both of you wrote this curriculum, a Center for Biblical Unity uh, curriculum. You can find it online. What is the website they can go to, uh, Monique?
2: Centerforbiblicalunity.com backslash reconciled. Mm -hmm. And you know what I like about it is that not only do you set up
1: ground rules, this is for groups, we talked about crown rules earlier in part one, but uh, this is for groups and they talk about how important it is to notice maybe that where you're coming from, your assumptions, be curious, actively participate a uh, little bit of homework. You need to be respectful as well mm-hmm. as you're doing this. You talk about opening discussions of scripture and, um, and the importance of bringing that into the conversation. You talk about different uh, models. Um, there's a Bible study that you ask people to do uh, toward the end and, and a discussion. But you know what I like the most through all of it? I'm getting a little excited about this. Is that you ask the hard questions. Is that you're asking people to look inward at their own life, at their own self, and, and also outwardly as to what Christ is directing us to. And what does this look like, this reconciliation? It all looks through um, Scripture. And I highlighted something in the back of the first uh, section, and it says, But the Christian worldview instructs us that as long as there's humans, there will always be evil, known and unknown, seen and unseen. And this is the part I love that you wrote. Until Jesus returns, people, Christ followers will always be engaged in the work of combating evil. So friends, our battle is not against flesh and blood, our scripture tells us this, but what's important is that you get some tools in your hands that you can use as a communication tool to not only lean into Christ and give him the glory, but also to come alongside other people. So I thank you so much for writing this curriculum. Is there anything that I left
2: out that we should be talking about on that curriculum, Monique? Just that it's for everyone. It's for every ethnicity. You know, we put um, I think we put a lot of emphasis on what white people must do or this idea that white people should um, ask for forgiveness and, um, you know, ask for grace and ask and ask. You're, and you're ask, saying no, in society, they're saying that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In society. Yeah. And um, but in the church, we understand that this is everyone's responsibility. The way that we treat one another, the way that we interact is on everyone. It's Mm -hmm. on everyone to give grace. It's on everyone to forgive. These are things that we all do because we're all a part of the household of faith.
0: Well, thank you so much. Um, Thank you so much for that. And what other words of wisdom do you have for our listeners if they are feeling ashamed or they're still struggling with this?
2: Um, I would say that, you know, if you're feeling ashamed of your skin color, that you've been intentionally designed by God and, you know, we don't we we don't. Um, shame, you know, one, we don't shame. um, But then two, we don't have to be ashamed because our God is not shaming us for the way that he's intentionally designed us. And so I would say, really search the scripture, search what the Lord says about his creation and why he calls it good or why he called it good from the beginning. Um, Yeah. And yeah, I I think I would leave it with that. It's beautifully said. Thank you. One of the comments
1: that you had made in uh, the curriculum as well, and, and it was, I think, a topic title. It says, why can't we just all get along? And, you know, it's wonderful how this curriculum has phrased it. So, friends, I really encourage your church, yourself, your family. This is, um, how? what would you say the age limit would be for this um, reconciled?
2: On the younger end, I'd probably say 15, 16, Mm -hmm. because you can actually thread it through and um, take a lesson and divide the lesson in half and do one lesson over two weeks so Mm -hmm. that younger people can really chew on some of the concepts. The ideas are really impacting young people as well. And so thinking that young people aren't being hit by this is the wrong way to think about it. And then, you know, all the way up to 99 plus. Amen.
1: And, you know, media plays a huge role in what our kids believe and don't believe. Mm -hmm. And so I think as moms, mothers, um, even if you're aunts, uncles, doesn't matter who you are, I think this curriculum can be used for children and for adults everywhere. We really need to start focusing uh, not only on biblical justice, but what does God expect of us? Um, And I think that this curriculum really does it. It's called Reconciled, a Biblical Approach to Racial Unity. Monique Dusan with Krista Bontrager. I'm so thankful that you guys wrote this again. Um, I would not be promoting this if I didn't believe that you guys are spot on with it. And so they can find it at a Center for Biblical Unity, the curriculum there. Is that correct?
2: Yes, Center for Biblical com backslash reconciled. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can look it up there. You can
1: do it with your families. You can do it with your homeschool groups. You know, there's, I, mm-hmm. I believe, a lot of opportunities for truth.
0: Do you have any questions before we part, Julie? Uh, I really don't. I just so appreciate all that you shared today and all that you've been sharing. It's just been a blessing. I've shared so much of your words with so many people, and they've um, all just been really grateful for the clarity you've helped provide through God's Word. It is so alive, and um, it's just perfectly made all the time. Amen. Now,
1: I know, and you've talked about this before, that, Monique, you've had a lot of pushback Uh, By taking this stance, um, and how can we specifically be praying for you?
2: For wisdom, okay. Um, And that's, if you've if you've heard me speak, and people ask me, you know, what are my prayer requests? Wisdom is is the number one. Like, how do we, Kristen and I, you know, lead a ministry um, and and remain completely scriptural, biblical, um, you know, wisdom. And, you know, what do we say wisdom and how to respond to some of the pushback that is gracious and, um, you know, not, not contentious or anything like that. So just wisdom.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And are, is this going to be coming out in hard copy soon?
2: We are praying that it is. Um, we're still doing some of the work to get it there. Amen. Well, we'll be praying
1: for that, too. We got to add that to the prayer list. As yes. Well. Add that to the prayer list yes. as well. And I would love to have you come back on again. Monique and uh, Krista is more than invited as well to talk about some of the questions we didn't get a chance to get to. I know the off off air we talked about a couple of things. There's so many topics that we get hit on. Um, and you were so helpful to me. Why? Because I am a white woman who lives in the suburbs, who isn't exposed to a lot of diversity, but yet I see it on the news. I see what's happening in the world. I have my own opinions that I had formed, which were wrong. And so I'm so thankful that you came on, that you showed clarity, that you illuminated Christ in such a beautiful way. And I thank you for the ministry that you have.
2: Thank you. I'm glad to be here and just glad for
1: the conversation. That's right. That's right. Amen. And again, friends, you've heard me say before um, that we need to be turning to Scripture on all things, that this is, this Bible that I'm holding up right here, this Word of God is really our instruction manual for life. There's not much going on. In fact, there is nothing going on in this world today that isn't addressed in Scripture in one way or another. So I really encourage you as well. To uh, pick up a Bible, if you don't have one, would you contact us at himforher.org and we'll make sure you get one. My name is Shugbury, host of Him for Her Radio Women's Hot Topics. I can't thank Monique enough for coming on, Monique Dusan and my good friend Julie Los, and friends. My name is Shugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.